He's involved in a number of businesses. He's a great role model. Telling it like it is. Giving you both sides of the story. This is Cats at Night. Great American, a great New Yorker. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. This is Cats at Night. John Katsimatidis here. TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. And uh, it's going to be a beautiful weekend, I understand. It's going to be 90 degrees. And uh, it's, a, it's about time. And uh, we have a great show for you today, and uh, this is a TriCast, broadcasting out of WABC Radio Studios at 770 Midtown. And uh, we're also broadcasting WLIR and 970 AM, The Answer. And today, Friday, we have a common-sense Democrat and a common-sense Republican. The first time in a month we've had a common-sense Republican on a Friday. On a Friday. We have Richard Weinberg and Ed Cox and... And we got some show today. Uh, tell us, uh, Lydia. Uh, we will be speaking with uh, Tom Homan. He's a former ICE director. He's going to tell us more about what's going on with uh, with uh, the possibly lifting the article. What's it called again? Title, Title 42. 42. Title, Title 42. 42. Could we see an influx of migrants coming in? Maria Okanamu, he's going to talk to us about what's going on internationally overseas. Dr. Peter Mikolos, monkeypox, it's here. Oh, boy. Larry Kudlow, he's always fantastic. He's a expert when it comes to finance but first on the line and on the line with me right now is intrepid investigative reporter john solomon of justthenews.com john solomon if anyone has that breaking news it's you what do you have for us we sure do this just happened a little bit ago in the federal courthouse here in washington dc bombshell testimony from hillary clinton's former campaign manager bobby mook he told the court under cross-examination by John Durham. This is in the famous case of Michael Sussman, the Clinton campaign attorney, accused of lying to the FBI during the Russia collusion caper. Robbie Mook said, you know what? Hillary Clinton is the one who personally okayed shopping around the fake Russia collusion allegations to the media. She was behind it. She gave it the okay. It's the first time we've had an inner circle person and the Hillary Clinton campaign say Hillary Clinton was behind it. We've had a lot of hints. In fact, we know that President Biden, or excuse me, President um, Obama was told by John Brennan that he thought uh, Hillary Clinton was behind the whole Russia collusion thing. The FBI was told that by the CIA. But now for the first time, Robbie Muck, the campaign manager, the guy who knew exactly what was going on in the campaign, says, yep, Hillary Clinton was the one that said, go shop that Russia collusion garbage to uh, the news media. And so that was a big revelation. Will anything happen to to Hillary Clinton? I'm already seeing on Twitter, you know, people saying something should happen to her. Well, if lying were a crime, there'd be a lot of politicians in trouble, right? I don't know uh, where this heads. Right? I think we're gonna next week we're gonna get some more dramatic testimony. We're told that CIA officials are going to come in and and testify that some of these data pings, these computer things that that the Clinton campaign was shopping to the media, to the FBI, and to the CIA, they might not have only been inaccurate, right? It wasn't that it just wasn't that there really is wasn't a secret channel between uh, Donald Trump and the Kremlin, which is what the Clinton campaign was saying. The computer pings may have been manufactured or contrived. That's what we're being told in court filings. These witnesses are going to testify. If that's the case, if Hillary Clinton approved knowing that what they were sharing around was actually fake data, then you could have a potential fraud case against the people who did that. But let's wait and see what the CIA experts say next week. Uh, But it does add to the legacy of Hillary Clinton and dirty tricks and uh, the larger Clinton family legacy, which has a lot of scandal in it, from the China money scandal in the 90s, to the Whitewater scandal, uh, to now the Russia collusion scandal, and a, a few donor scandals in between. Uh, uh, history will look back and say this probably was 
one of the most sophisticated and awful political dirty tricks in American history. Uh, what else is coming up uh, during this weekend? There is a lot going on all around town. Let's keep in mind that there's some big elections on Tuesday, so candidates in Texas and Georgia are working the ground real hard. Uh, Georgia, the big prize, is the governor's race and the secretary of state's race. President, Former President Trump uh, is heavily invested in the two challengers, um, and uh, that includes um, former Senator Perdue, uh, who's trying to knock off Brian Kemp, and, and a congressman who's trying to knock off the former Secretary of State there, Rassenberger, Jody Heiss, he's running there. Both men, uh, at least right now, it looks like uh, Kemp is comfortably ahead, and he could deliver a pretty big blow to Donald Trump. President Trump has spent a lot of time trying to get Kemp out of office and get his sort of guy in there. Uh, we'll have to see if the final polls turn out to be true, but a big election there. And then in Texas, there's a big runoff. Uh, people forgot about this, but the Texas attorney general's race between the incumbent Ken Paxton and a name from the past, yes, another George Bush, George P. Bush, they're, they're duking it out, and that will be settled on Tuesday night. Uh, right now, it looks like Paxton is ahead in the polls, but we'll have to wait and see. Those will be two big elections and a lot of election activity this weekend around those two uh, races for sure. Uh, and then uh, today on Florida, Ron DeSantis got some good news again. He, uh, the Florida Court of Appeals reinstated his redistricting map. He had been struck down by a lower court. The appeals court said, no, that judge is wrong. The way you redistricted the state is just fine. That redistricting gives a nice leg up to Republicans, improves Republican chances of capturing some congressional seats later this year. And it's staying in the courtroom for a second. Joe Biden has a really bad string of losses in the federal courts. And another one just occurred. A federal appeals court last night ruled that Arizona can proceed with its challenge against Joe Biden's policy that states that took COVID money from the federal government couldn't lower their taxes. Think about that. If you took federal funding, you can't lower your taxes and give money back to the taxpayers. Arizona challenged that, and the federal appeals court last night ruled that that challenge may go forward. Um, the appeals court was pretty strong in its assessment that this case has a lot of merit. So uh, another loss and a long line of losses on immigration and COVID restrictions, uh, another big loss for Joe Biden in a very important federal case that was being watched by lots of states uh, who are have some heartburn about that. Um, John Solomon, the administration the, came up with. John Solomon, the ACLU, your latest uh, article, is, it's yeah. pushing to unseal the government warrants targeting Project Veritas. I mean, that was pretty much of a bombshell. You had that big time Twitter executive making fun of Elon Musk having Asperger's syndrome, which is on the high end of the autism spectrum. And yeah. now we also know that Project Veritas has been targeted by the government. And they're really great at investigative reporting, obviously, as yeah. maybe as good yeah, as you, maybe things. as good as you. But um, what's yeah, the this is an unlikely partnership? Right. It's, yes. uh, yeah. uh, we're talking about odd bedfellows, the very liberal ACLU and the very conservative Project Veritas. But there's a very important issue here, and that is regardless of your political stripe, the idea that the government can come in and try to seize your reporting records without really evidence of a clear crime. It's never been clear what the crime was that's charged. The ACLU agrees on this. On principle, they may not agree with the Project Veritas point of view, but they agree that a journalism organization like this should have had better protections and they want these warrants to be unsealed because we do not know the evidence of the crime that they were telling the court. What we were told is uh, the crime was interstate transportation of stolen goods. There's no evidence that the diary 
that, uh, uh, that's at the heart of this, and Ashley Biden doubted it was ever stolen, it looks like it was abandoned. And so there's a real question about whether the FBI and Justice Department, much like it did in the Russia collusion case, misled a court, and the ACLU has now thrown its muscle behind this, supporting Project Veritas and getting the truth out. Now, that's going to be a case worth watching. We've been covering it stem to stern here. Yeah. yeah, that's an interesting case. Yeah, it could have some ripple effects uh, throughout all news organizations because it is it is kind of frightening that you'd have the government try to silence a news organization. Yeah, it's so true. I Listen, I went through this 20 years ago. I was a reporter for the Associated Press, and not once but twice the FBI took my phone records, and then they seized my mail. They did not have a warrant. Ultimately, the FBI had to admit it was wrong, and it gave me my mail back with a nice apology three, four years later. Uh, but they were just trying to figure out who my sources were on stories that they didn't like. They didn't have a legal basis to do so. So I have some personal experience in this, and it does have a chilling effect for a long time after that. Sources were afraid to talk to me because, they are you being monitored by the FBI? I'm like, I don't know. It's a really good question. I'll throw one last one at you guys because this is a fun one. The U.S. Surgeon General, uh, President Biden's Surgeon General, Vivek Murthy, very respected doctor, recently asked the public, hey, Give us some examples of COVID-19 misinformation that bothered you so that we could start monitoring and start looking at it because we live in the digital era and we want to to be better at this. Well, they got an unexpected stream of information from medical experts, from scientists, even an attorney general saying, hey, some of the biggest misinformation that went out early in the pandemic came from uh, you you guys, the federal government. And they give examples of HHS and CDC putting out information that turned out not to be true. So this little exercise may have backfired a little bit. A lot of savvy people came in and provided really significant evidence that some of the early federal proclamations were wrong. And very famous doctors, Jay Batichar, very well-respected epidemiologist, Stanford School, Martin Koldorf, another one from Harvard. Some of the big names in science decided to participate and call out the federal government. I think a lot of people will find some humor in that, particularly after the recent demise of the Disinformation Governance Board. Well, as they say, John Solomon, don't let the facts get in the way of your politics. Thank you so much. As always, John Solomon, justthenews.com. Thank you.